I wasn't on, I'm just very loud. <laughs> but obviously not loud enough. So I have a question for you, and it goes like this. Is anybody waiting for something at this moment in time? There's some nods. Jane, I'm going to run up here. Jane, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for my daughter's wedding to occur in June. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so waiting for a wedding. I'm waiting for the arrival of a new great-niece in April. A new baby. Now, I'm sure there are some people waiting for something over here. What might you be waiting for over here? Go on. Buns and cakes. You're waiting. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Good. Buns and cakes. <laughs> Me too. Anything else you might be waiting for over here? Jess? Peak camp. Peak camp. That was the one I was going for. Yes. So, um, but um, what do you do when you're waiting for something? You wait. But do you do anything while you're waiting? What was that? You pass time. Is that all you do? Um, Angela, I'm going to come up here. Because I'm having a great niece, I'm knitting a blanket while I'm waiting. Very good. <laughs> and and um, uh, Jane, what are you doing while you're waiting for, your for the daughter's wedding? Um, Organising things, preparing. Uh, you're doing preparations. So I was pondering this, as I do. Um, and waiting is a normal part of everyday life. And we can wait for all sorts of stuff, both big and small. So it may be things like waiting for your food to arrive when you've gone to a restaurant and you've just placed the order. Or it could even be waiting for the waitress or waiter to come and take the order. It could be waiting for the kettle to boil to make a cup of tea or coffee. Or in my case, it could be waiting for John, my husband, to finish making the tea or coffee. <laughs> um, it could be waiting for a bus or waiting for the school day to finish because you'd rather be at home or doing whatever you've got planned in the afternoon than what's going on in school. And in work, some of you will recognise this, it could be waiting for the weekend. There's a few nods there. <laughs> And we've also already talked about waiting for some big kind of special events um, like the Peak 2020 International Scout and Guide Camp, like the arrival of a newborn baby or like the wedding. So then I wondered, how do we wait? And from what you've said to me, that would kind of um, reassure that my first thought was maybe not that wrong in that actually we sometimes think of waiting as being quite a passive uh, activity. It's something where we just... But actually, that's not necessarily true. And as we've heard uh, from Angela and from, um, uh, from Jane and from others, 
actually there can be a lot of preparation going on behind the scenes as we wait for something to happen. And today is an example of that in a way, as in a bit later on, we're going to buy buns and cakes. But that's one of the activities that you are doing. You are preparing for camp by raising money. You are waiting for what's coming, but you are waiting well. And the story from the Bible that we, we've just heard Jess tell us tells of two people who had also been waiting, but who had been waiting for a long time. Simeon was a man who we are told was good and a godly man, and that the Holy Spirit lived in him. Now I need to explain that the Jewish nation at the time was under Roman occupancy, and the Jewish people didn't like it. They were waiting for somebody to come and to save them from the Romans, because that's what their scriptures told them would happen, that somebody would come. And that person was known as the Messiah or the Christ. And this is what the Holy Spirit had told Simeon. He said, before you die, Simeon, you will see the Christ. You will see the way by which God will save his people. And so Simeon was waiting for this to happen. But he couldn't, it wasn't just wandering around, he was waiting with God. So when the Holy Spirit said, Simeon, now is the time, go to the temple, Simeon was listening and was ready to be there. And when he sees the baby, he announces to Mary and to Joseph that Jesus will be the means by which God will save his world. But he also talked about how that would come at a cost. And my guess is that Mary and Joseph at the time would have had no idea what that would mean. But we, with hindsight, know that that will eventually lead to Jesus' death on the cross, his betrayal, his death, but also his resurrection. And Simeon also says that for Mary, there would be a heavy cost too, because Mary had to witness all of those things happen to her son. But Simeon could have just been anybody. And isn't it interesting that his statement was backed up by another lady, a lady called Anna. Anna, we had told, now the, the interpretation is not clear, so Anna was either 84 years old or she, had be, she was 84 years after her husband had died. So we're not entirely sure, but it was still a long time that she had been in the temple um, worshipping and praising God on a day-by-day -day basis. When Mary and Joseph visited the temple, her response was different to Simeon's. Her response was one of thanks to God. But then she spoke to the people that she was in touch with, and the Bible describes them as those people who were waiting for God to save Jerusalem. Anna's response may well have been different to Simeon's, but it confirmed all that Simeon had said about Jesus and about who 
he was. So we always need to ask the question when we look at the Bible, so what? What does that mean for us today? And I think the story of Simeon and Anna actually reminds us of the importance of waiting and to wait well. In a sense, the waiting is just as important as the event. As one reflection helpfully states, all of us will spend a lot of time waiting one way or another, but it doesn't mean to say that we can't use the time for something else or that we don't learn important stuff while we wait. As Christians, we are waiting for Jesus to return once again, as Claire mentioned earlier. But that doesn't stop us from living our lives as God intends, with a heart for him and our neighbours in the here and now. Just think about Matthew's, uh, the commission at the end of Matthew's Gospel, to go and make disciples. But I think there's probably a flip side to this as well. Have you ever thought that maybe God is waiting for you? Perhaps waiting for you to say hi, waiting for you to realise that he's there, maybe waiting for you to talk to him or waiting for you to listen to him. Or perhaps as a church, God might be waiting for us too, waiting for us to also to talk to him, to listen to him waiting for us to join in with all that he is doing in his place and in his world. And so that takes us right back to where we started this morning. What are you waiting for? And how can you wait well for this? Amen.